Love this podcast. Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. Proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there! You're listening to Headliners, the show featuring the best and brightest of music from all over the world. Please welcome your host, Greg Howard Jr. My guests this week are a British alt-rock band uh, who create music that is relatable, conversational, and meaningful. Please welcome Wesson. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, So tell me, uh, what is is out right now from, from you guys that everybody should be listening to? Well, we just had uh, our latest release, which is called Myself, um, which was our seventh seventh single. Um, We haven't had a uh, an album or an EP or anything like that just yet. We've just been trying to focus on more regular releases um, and and doing it like that. Um, But yeah, myself came out um, uh, on the 26th of May. Um, so pretty fresh and, um, yeah, it's going well so far. Um, so go and go and check it out basically if you haven't already. Uh, so if you could, uh, collaborate with any musician living or dead, who would you pick? Um, well, we, we had a conversation about this recently, didn't we, Dale? Mm. We were, we were thinking, um, it's a really hard question to answer because there's so many great artists out there, but the ones that we, we ended up agreeing on with i think queen mm. the vocal harmonies and the guitar riffs and stuff that was mm. that's pretty cool and um again just from pure pop writing pop song writing point of view like the beatles and the beach boys are quite high up there very yeah. you know classic you know mainstays and songwriting i guess and there was a few couple of others weren't there Doug? i can remember who they were well i mean it's it's easy like you know people like just just these big names that just really influence so many things like led zeppelin and like yeah you know there's a lot a wide range of people like stevie wonder someone that we love like um it's it's basically you know i think for a lot of these people like say the beatles for us like when we think about writing music we might spend quite a long time crafting you know these songs whereas you see these documentaries about the beatles and you know they put these songs together so quickly um but they come out so amazingly and the vocal harmonies and stuff are so perfect and everything. It's like, how do they do it? But 
you know so for us it's it's that kind of music where it's those kind of artists where you know it it just sounds so well crafted and so you know so thought through and and so perfect in so many ways um so people like that basically we would we, that would be yeah. amazing so sometimes effortless really doesn't it it, do, it's it does easy to listen to but it's but it's also clever and it's interesting to listen to mm. and it makes you want to listen to it again i think that's that's the that's the dream and and those yeah. guys probably tick those boxes for us lots of depth to the music so when you yeah, go yeah, back yeah. you can listen and, and hear new things every time kind of thing so describe the music of wesson using only one word <laughs> that's a good question i mean i think i think reflective is a word that comes to mind um in other words it re- reflects uh experience it reflects the way we see the world it's kind of like a reflection of who we are yeah our thought processes at yeah. the time and stuff like that that's more than one word but yeah there you go reflective is probably summarizes it all yeah, yeah, yeah reflective yeah um, who is an artist that uh, if they if they jumped into the Zoom right now and said, I need you guys to come on tour with me right this minute, who are we dropping everything for? Have you have you got <laughs> someone planned? Like, is someone going to come into the podcast right now? That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, again, there's so many people, right? Yeah, I think I think obviously we've, we've you know, a band that we've all we all respect that we think would be relevant for our audience, someone like the Killers. They would love to play mm-hmm. to their audience. I mean, although they're like obviously a great, great band, you know, I wouldn't say we're we're like you know it's, it'd be arrogant to say we're, we're as good as them. We're not saying that at all. But we th- no. we'd like to think that their their audience would like what we're doing. You know, so so we, yeah, I think we think we could compliment them, don't we? In a way, yeah, it's like that thing of like you know, in essence, they're an indie rock band, but they have like this level of you know, there's like synthesizers and there's like other kind of uh production and stuff that's involved yeah. that you know makes makes it um a little bit more polished and stuff and i guess that's kind of but, but you, you can know. really hear that they've they've thought about the arrangement process and mm. and the melodies and the harmonies and the lyrics it's all kind of and that the performance you know the great the artists that you know they're, they're great musicians and you can hear that it's all come together and i think that's it's aspirational for us to be supporting a band like that would be would be amazing so yeah yeah so if if you could change one thing about the music industry what would it be (laughs) i mean i wish it was easier (laughs) um obviously but um yeah i guess it's just um it takes a lot of work and i i guess uh i yeah i just wish that sometimes we you know we try i'm sure you know it's it's like we we try and contact someone or we speak to someone for a little bit and you know th- those things can go cold those those leads can go cold or or maybe it's even hard to get in touch with someone in the first place yeah. um and it's just i wish that that was a little bit easier i guess yeah i think i think in our heads i think we think oh these are the perfect people for us and yet they're unreachable it's like there's a glass ceiling and you can't you can't contact the people who you think irrelevant for if that makes sense very easily it's very yeah. difficult to open those doors and and i'm sure that's you know, that's probably the problem most us artists do have it's like they can probably think of who they should be in the same um what's the word the same class as if you like or the same group of you know of interests and you know they can probably imagine where they'd, they'd fit but to actually get to that place it's just 
you know mm. it's, it seems like there's no way in there's no there's no it's not there's even a queuing system you just got to <laughs> try it's, and it's just a crack yeah it's yeah. just that thing of meeting the right people at the right time and being in, in the right place at the right time kind of situation and and yeah. you know you just have to keep keep going at it but that's that can be quite quite tough i suppose so From the minds that brought you the smash hit podcast, Your Life, the Mixtape and Headliners comes Your Life, the Mixtape magazine, a free monthly digital magazine that focuses on music, culture, and social commentary on current news and events. Visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today. What's a venue that you'd give anything to play? I mean, I think we're quite attached to we're we're from Milton Keynes in in England and um I think we're quite attached to to the place and um Yeah, our dream our dream gig's probably playing the National Bowl in Milton Keynes. I mean the Foo yeah. Fighters played here, um Kings of Leon not that long ago. Um, I mean so many famous people from from throughout the years like David Bowie and, and Bon Jovi and like, you know, all these big names. Um that wasn't would be really there, cool. Wasn't there talk of Muse coming to Milton Muse, Keynes? Muse, I'm going to see them. Oh, well, yeah. Milton Keynes Bowl? Yep. And you haven't got me a ticket. <laughs> well, no. now you've ruined the surprise. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that basically, but obviously playing playing the bowl without a fan base would be pretty embarrassing. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we, you know, so the idea is to play there once you've got some fans who actually want to come and see you. So, yeah, that, yeah. that'd be the dream gig, really. Or maybe so, supporting yeah. someone. Yeah, or support, yeah. And we can yeah, just yeah. use their audience. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah. Borrow their, we'll borrow their, their audience for a bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you think is your worst habit during the songwriting process? Well, I think, um, I guess I, I'm the main initiator of the songs, if you like. Uh, we we kind of come together, but I think what I'll do is that I'll write half a song and I'll bring it to the band. And I think, and there's a lot of work left to do. So my probably my biggest habit, my worst habit is that I don't finish the song idea enough sometimes before I take it to the guys. It's not that necessarily I get lazy, but it is a lot of, I've, I've done the, the I, can't, I think coming up with the idea is quite hard in the first place. So I've done that bit. And then I've sort of thought properly about the, the melody and rough structure but there's still so much work to do. And I think the guys would probably appreciate it if I got a little bit further down the process before I brought them the song. That's. So. I, I don't know if any, if anything, I kind of see that as a good thing from my perspective, um, being the drummer, like I, I, I like that things aren't too set in stone. Like sometimes we can drastically change a song that it's almost unrecognizable because yeah. the time signature has changed, the style has changed or whatever. Um, and you know, if if Chris had decided, no, this is how it's going to be, then, you know, it might be hard to pull him away from that idea. It's true. Whereas yeah. actually, I think, you know, I think it's quite nice where, where you, um, at the, which point you bring it to us. I, I would say, <laughs> um, without being mean, probably the, the, the hardest thing with Chris is that he likes to change things. So um, we'll have some, we'll have something that we feel is quite solid and ready to go. And then suddenly he'll be like, mm, what about if we change this? And then, we're like, okay, so we change that. And then, oh, what about if we change this? Okay. And then, we yeah. you know, and I think, I think sometimes it's deciding maybe on the direction. That's probably a, 
Maybe. Yeah. But then I don't I don't really make the final decision on that stuff anymore. I think when the band was first started, it was probably we just needed a bunch of songs, didn't we? So we yeah. got together and hear all the songs, and that's the way they were. And some of them had already been recorded with other musicians, hadn't they? And so you mm. guys were just literally learning their parts. But as we started to write amongst ourselves, that's when it became um, became a band, basically. Yeah. And we started to actually I I kind of left you guys a lot of room, but what, a lot of it was, I guess, partly intentional, but also because you guys were good at it. You know, you guys were great. So so my worst habit to answer your question is also one of our strengths by the sounds of it. It's like yeah. I don't finish songs, but they like that I don't finish songs. Uh, so yeah, I would say it. so. Yeah. I describe your music using only colors and shapes. <laughs> That's really difficult. Yeah. I think Callum uh, would be good at this because he's apparently yeah, got a little bit of that synesthesia thing. Callum's um, on holiday at the moment. So yeah, but he sees things more with colors, doesn't he? Um, yeah, he was telling us about it before. He, he, describes, he described us like each as individual characters as different colors. colors he before, did that time, didn't he? Didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but... Um, I think like it's like it's kind of a little bit moody, but but also it's weirdly energetic. Mm. Like the the song, so probably like you know, I think like music wise, it's quite probably quite angular. Um, maybe like an octagon, um, like quite a lot of sides, maybe quite sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In places, yeah, a bit spiky. But then. Parts of it, especially the well, lyrically, like it's medieval things that you string around, like a morning head. star or, <laughs> yeah. a, or a mace or something. Yeah, yeah, um, whatever shape that is. Um, and then <laughs> vocally, I guess it's a, it's much smoother and it's probably like you know, like green and blue and kind of a bit more. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Like I think, I think melody wise and lyric wise it's kind of easy we're not we're not saying we're not using words that might make you want to like either turn it off or turn it up you know it's just stuff that makes sense it's kind of relatable lyrics that are easy to so i guess the color wise you we kind of came up with blue green wasn't it i think yeah like bluey greeny kind of aquamarine kind of vibe yeah not yeah bit what is it a bit moody and calm like deep deep colors like the sea you know something like that maybe most people go for a sunset, so I appreciate the the shift to the cooler colors. Okay, well, that's, yeah, really, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> um, is is there a song that you've got that uh, you feel like would be perfect for a film soundtrack? Um, well, there's two, isn't there? There was all we are, which we spoke about. Yeah, I'm trying to tell them about that. Yeah, all we are. We haven't released that one yet, so unfortunately people can't really listen go and go out and listen to it but that's uh it's a it'll be on the first album yeah it'll be on the first album it's like a bit more of a chilled kind of song it's a bit more of like a soundscape thing it gives you a chance to you know kind of imagine the world that you're in kind of um and you know i feel like it'd work quite well for not a western but like maybe like a desert scene well, Kevin Costner, um, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're watching, Kevin, you're welcome to take the idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take it to your guys. That's fine. <laughs> what was the other one that you were saying? Um, I was thinking that new one, um, Somewhere Far Away. It's got that kind of another one. It's mm. got kind of that Western vibe to it. And yeah, no, yeah. Really, that's, really that's just written it. So it's not even been recorded, that one. But I think that's yeah. definitely a film. Yeah. Song, I think that we quite like to imagine the visuals when we when we are writing our songs and stuff like that. Yeah, imagery, um, music with imagery, yeah. And and like when we've done our music videos, like we, you know, 
it's quite an enjoyable process for us because we're, I think we're quite visual people and, and it can impact the, the, the songs. And as we've been going through more recently and writing new songs, we're actually already like anticipating what the visuals might be for the songs um, ahead of time. Uh, whereas it's not like an afterthought. It's almost like it almost, minds, yeah. Right? Yeah. It almost like becomes part of the songwriting process. It's like, you know, not like, how would this song become a visual? It's almost like, how would this visual become a song? If that makes sense. Um, and that's quite cool. I really actually enjoy that now. Um, do we do that? Yeah. We've talked oh, about well, that a few times. Have we? Yeah. Or when, oh yeah. Okay. Just, just like when we've been saying like, Oh, imagine this, this part of this song and let's, let's add this element into it because it would, that's it would what work, it would feel right, like. Satellite, we in did the, that recently, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm having a laugh about that. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah so... Right. <laughs> uh, so this next question is kind of a choose your own adventure type thing. Um, I have got three of the most cliche questions that all musicians get asked in interviews. And I will let you pick the one that you would like to answer in in this instance. Um, your choices are who are your influences, what got you started in music, or what is your creative process like? Um, well, we, we talk about your influences quite a lot. Mm. But I mean, I don't know if this is a bad answer because it's not really because I guess when you say who are your influences, you're you're talking about like artists. Um, but I think for Chris, like your influences are mostly like your life experiences, right? Well, yeah, that's why I draw. That, does that count? On. I mean, obviously, yeah, absolutely. There's, not, there's a whole pool of music that we we um, absorb every day. You know, it's hard not to hear a song when you're walking around, and you know, stuff even I might listen to or in my car or. You know, if I go somewhere else, there'll be a coffee shop or something playing music in the background. We pick up that. I think unconsciously, a lot of the time, we can pick up a lot of that stuff. But in terms of um, influencing what we what we produce as a band, definitely drawing on life experience, pretty much. I mean, do you want to talk about your like your upbringing and stuff and how that's affected things? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of all relevant. I, I mean, you know, I, I'm not the only person whose parents got divorced, but it, I think it can have a profound effect on a lot of children. And, and I think, you know, it definitely did did for me. Um, I mean, you've talked about how that's kind of what got you into playing music in the first place. And then also what kind of yeah, inspired was, I mean, a lot of your... The great, the great thing about music, it's, it's, like, um, it's like a bubble, isn't it? You can go into this bubble and nothing can hurt you because you're mm. it's like while you're in that zone it's just it's it's almost like it's escapism yeah, it's I guess, escapism it? but it's kind of healthy way escapism isn't mm. it you're not not hurting anybody you're not hurting yourself you're not hurting anybody else you're just literally going to this place where you feel safe but you can but it's 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 just a really nice place to go it's very therapeutic i think you know sitting down with an instrument and just playing playing some music it's it's a really it's just a therapy sort of thing isn't mm. it so yeah yeah so i think a lot of that stuff yeah so i mean interesting talking about about what's influence what influences are but it's it's that whole organic process which we which i think we we ad adopt as a band where we don't force anything really we try not to we just play things through until they sound right or feel right um and it's just keep you know sometimes we'll, we'll move on if we can't if it just doesn't it's not coming together we won't won't like you know, try and like get a square peg into a round hole sort of thing. We just say, okay, it's just not working for now. Let's move on. You know, 
And that's, and I like that because it means that when you eventually get it right, you know, it's right. It just feels right. Doesn't it? Do you know, I mean? we're, that's what we're all about as a band, just trying to get things to feel and sit right together. So, so from an influencer's point of view, it's just life experiences um, and um, just trying to create things from that, which just reflect what we're about, I guess. So. Hello there, I, I want to take a moment to talk to you about Dear Dean Magazine from Dear Dean Publishing, my favourite subscription-only monthly digital magazine. It's got subscriber-generated content about politics, pop culture, travel, family, pets, and poetry and wellness articles and features, contributor articles from nationally recognised journalists, writers, and artists, and provides opportunities for novice writers and authors and other contributors to share their voice, talents, and words. Did I mention that it's completely free? Dear Dean Magazine provides free advert space for small creators, authors, and podcasters, fulfilling its vision that some art should always be free. It's owned and operated by Myron J. Clifton and is designed and distributed by Katya J. Lerner at Buzzword Consulting. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up. Do you consider yourselves artists or entertainers? <laughs> <laughs> well i know some people think we're quite entertaining but really we're artists i think <laughs> yeah entertaining but, without yeah. necessarily meaning to not, be. not in a good way necessarily yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely no. artists i think i think callum's about the only one who can dance probably on stage you know he looks great with a bass guitar doesn't he like, yeah he just he's just really got the moves whereas jimmy and i were all a bit awkward clumsy guitarists like tripping up over our feet and just trying not to fall into the microphone kind of thing <laughs> so yeah yeah we're more we're more about the creative process yeah. than we are um you know uh being just like a facade or or like a a show i suppose yeah, facades yeah. maybe not the right word because obviously some people that is just who they are but we are gonna we accept that these days you have to be a bit entertaining because i think um one of the things we've been talking about is how do we make our live performance a bit more interesting and we've got some ideas there about trying to put you some visuals and stuff but it's tricky because also if you're doing a pub gig it's very you know you've only got a certain amount of time to set up and stuff and you know and and there's also a load of technical stuff that can go wrong so it's just trying to find the right ingredient of a bit of imagery but not too much not overwhelming but just trying to entertain people but i don't know it's it's very very difficult it's so competitive now and and to be remembered you can do a great gig and then on the night, people can say lovely things about you. But then the mm. next day and the day after that, who's going to remember? Who's going to come out and see you again? You know, who's actually going to bother to buy a T-shirt or, you know, maybe buy a CD or, you know, buy an Amber ticket? You just don't know. And it's trying to build that fan base and build that connection takes a long time. It's really hard. But you've got to do things that people can try and remember. So entertaining is important. We understand that. But it's I think the art definitely comes first. But we accept that you have to kind of entertain people, too. But that's something that we haven't. Well, we've still got to master, really, haven't we? So. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is the biggest misconception about musicians? I think that leads leads from the the entertainer thing 
quite nicely because I think I think I think that like the perception of you know rock and roll stars or whatever is is that they're all show and you know they're mm. you know they all end up on drugs and and you know drink and stuff like that and um they're always out like being seen with different women or or, or men if they're a woman yeah. um and i i think like that's yeah i don't i don't really think that that's necessarily true i think that maybe maybe for these legendary artists that kind of end up in that space and and sometimes maybe they can get sucked into that lifestyle potentially we i mean we haven't seen that so like maybe maybe if we got you know big and famous we'd see that kind of thing um happening but i just think that um yeah that's not really true we're all quite uh i don't know what the word is but like we don't we don't involve ourselves with any of that sort of well, stuff really. i think i think the fact that you guys you know you teach music as well as performing functional yeah. bands you're, you're kind of very grounded really aren't you, you come mm. from the background of you've made learned to make a living out of music but um you also accept that you can't like take drugs when you're teaching people drums can <laughs> <you>? <laughs> no, certainly <laughs> not hey guys try some of these tablets they make you yeah. play better yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> hey how did you play that great thing oh well, all you need to do is <laughs> yeah. take this no <laughs> Yeah. So. so yeah, I think that that's that's it really. Tell me about the the moment in your careers that you're most proud of. Proud of. Specifically for the band or, or just in general, I guess. Just in band. general is fine. Well, I think I think we were we were pretty happy when we like when we realized how much music we'd we'd written and, yeah. and, and had prepared really. Like yeah. Um, I mean, when it, when we think about the band, I think about the bands I've been in the past, original bands. I mean, we really struggled to write ten songs to do a set. You know, we we, we took a long time, and I think I think when this band, the songwriting, we got we, we've got loads of songs, haven't we? Got about thirty songs. We have like too many songs, yeah. so like uh, so, we're trying to release them fast enough but not too fast like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that we can so actually get them out there. Proud, we're proud about how prolific we are, and that's something that. I think we do we do feel quite, you know, quite very happy about as a, as a group. So I think that's our biggest achievement is our writing. We can just write, and that's that's really great. You know, it's, I think I think, and it's like I said, we've we've got so many so much to fall back on. If we run out of ideas, we just move on to the next, don't we? And yeah, we don't really get stuck in a rut. And and we sort of, we seem to progress as well. And that's so I'm really proud about that side of things. You know, the artistic side of things just seems to flow. We've got a good chemistry. I think that's what that's saying. So I'm proud of our chemistry as a band. I think. Mm. What are you? What's yeah, that? just that you know we've stuck together and we're we're making it work and um and we seem to get on really well and, and stuff like that. So it's not really like it's it's a bit of a bad answer. I apologise, but it's not it's not necessarily like oh. a specific moment in time. Um, but I think I think recently, like there were a few moments where we sort of realised you know how much we'd achieved and so i think i think i was saying that's like, like the glue isn't it we kind of got this this chemistry yeah. i think as i've not had it in other bands i don't know if you about you dale but not like this i think i think i've been i've been in bands that i thought were good at the time but i think writing was always not it was more it was harder it was more of an effort it yeah. was oh, we've got to try and write this song that people are going to like. And there's all that pressure on trying to get it and something that you all wanted to play and, and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Whereas this one, we just seem to click, don't we? We just, mm-hmm. we just get it. There's never, there's never, 
very very rarely do we get oh, i don't like that part you've written just stuff mm. like that so yeah. anyway yeah if uh you could start your career over from the minute you decided to pursue music would you do anything differently me personally i would i i mean i, I started taking singer lessons a few years ago and and i wish i'd done that sooner because it i realized now it's it's probably these days bands are judged so much on their singers and you got to be you got to be able to sing well and if you've got an interesting voice it helps and all that stuff takes time and he's developing and you got to practice a lot and and I think you know I'm doing a lot of catching up at the moment trying to get my voice to the place where I wanted it to be and I think all the stuff we've released you know we we've made sure the vocals are good on it but it's just taken a long long time to get there and you know, it's all, it's all, you know, I'm still learning now. I'm still taking regular lessons, but I think I'd have definitely had singing lessons when I was much, you know, when I started mm. at the same time as I was taking guitar lessons, I'd have done this, put them together. I just, it's funny. Cause I think, I think the thing about singing is a lot of people um, I've met, especially at open mic nights along the way, you can tell a lot of them aren't trained singers and they struggle with a lot of stuff that they're trying to sing. But there's, there's this idea that if I push through hard enough, it'll sound okay and I'll get there and if I put enough passion and you know meaning into my voice and that's and there's nothing wrong with those sort of character performances and sometimes they can come across really well but another times they just sound terrible and I think that's that's it's that it's you can get over that by learning how to sing properly and and the, but the best performances at open my nights were always people who could sing they've taken the time to obviously learn the craft and they were great singers and they were great performers and it just made the difference and it's not just open mic it's just everywhere you probably I don't know I mean your job you probably get a lot of stuff coming to you and you listen to it and you might think oh if only the singer didn't quite sing it like that I don't know would you agree with that or um I sometime I I I have I have gotten (laughs) gotten a few things where I'm like this there was an attempt um but yeah yeah absolutely yeah. I think it's a very crucial element, isn't it? And it's hard to, it's hard to to fake, I guess, or anything. So yeah, just just got. It's, just like, right. it's like playing an instrument; you have got to learn how to do it. And I think a lot of people don't know that, and they think I think they think, oh, well, I'm human. Those people can sing, so can I. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, and if you don't like my voice, and you're being mean. <laughs> that's <laughs> what, that's what... <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so tell the folks listening at home and all over the world where they can uh, get their hands on your music. We're, we're kind of everywhere, like Spotify and Apple and iTunes. Um, yeah, it's all online Deezer, platforms, like, really. Yeah, Tidal, platform. like all the, yeah. We're going we, to be, the album's going to be available on CD and vinyl as well as on those stores as well. So if people actually want to own the product physically, they'll be able to do that. Yeah, um, that's going to come But at soon. the moment, it's just online. So visual yeah. places. Yeah. And where can they find you on social media? Again, quite a few Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter. Um, we have YouTube for our videos. Um, and we're not doing TikTok yet, maybe in the future. <laughs> um, that is going to start very, very it's soon. It's going to start soon, probably. Yeah, yeah. We've got some ideas there. Um, yeah. Um, yeah so basically, oh, and our website, of course, yeah, as well. Because, the yeah. website's westernmusic.com. Um, and on socials at see the Western Band or Western Band UK or was that Western Music UK? Mm-hmm. 
it's a combination of your western band western music or yeah one of all, all of the links are on the website though so you can find it there yeah perfect well thank you guys for uh taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk to me about you and talk to me about uh the band's music i have i have enjoyed this so much oh likewise oh, thank, thank you. you so much yeah thanks for taking the time to have us on your show it's a, it's a real privilege being here and uh Lydia's got said some great things about you guys. So thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Headliners. We'll be back next week with an all new episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For more information about the show, visit us at www.yourlifethemistake.com. Headliners is a spring break 83 production in association with Rod Wharton Productions. All rights and trademarks reserved.